Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show here on ARFM with me, Steve Harrison. Here we are backstage, the fair city of Nottingham, the legendary rock city. Uh, and I'm sat here with none other than Mr. Scott Ian of Anthrax. Sky, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm not too bad at all. Great to see you guys back over here in the UK. First headline tour in over ten years, but a speedy return from a fantastic bloodstock last year. Yeah, yeah. Two, last two bloodstocks yeah. for us have been great. So all the shows we've done <laughs> have been great, whether it was the Motorhead tour a few years back yeah. and then the run through with Slayer. Yeah. That we did recently and Bloodstock, um, all the sonospheres we've done yeah, yeah. over the last year, since like 2010 or something. Um, you know, it, that's why it's been so weird. We've been playing so many festivals and and all these other support slots. Yeah. And, you know, and I know people have been, when are you going to headline? When are you going <laughs> to yeah. headline? And um, we've finally been able to make it happen, you yeah. know, um, and it's, we're very excited that we're finally headlining again because, I mean, we've only done three shows so far, but. They've all been great. Yeah, an extensive run through Europe as well. Among the Kings tour, so doing uh, Among the Living 30 years old and uh, bringing that and doing it in its entirety. Yeah, that's we got pitched it um, based on when we did that uh, Among the Living show in the tent at yeah. Sonosphere a couple yeah. of years ago, and it went so well. And So one of the same promoters basically said, what would you think about doing that on the tour? Like maybe do a set and then have an intermission or something and then do Among the Living and we thought about it and you know that show went so well at Sonosphere yeah. that uh, that's kind of what sold us on it because we had no plans on doing this yeah, or you know uh, anything like it honestly until someone brought the idea to us so and it's been great you could the excitement the energy is pretty palpable when we come back from the the short we call it halftime and uh, we come back on and start Among and People were very excited. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it surprises me that you sort of never thought about doing um, sort of an album in its entirety. It's pretty groundbreaking for Anthrax at the time, back in the day. And I, and I think that a lot of bands... Well, the thing is, we did it. Yeah. Like, oh, we did it at Sonosphere. Yeah. So that was our... Oh, was that well, it? We really <laughs> All right. So, like, we never thought about doing it again because, you know, in our minds, we had already done it. So... We never thought about doing it in the context, like, of a whole of a whole run. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Um, and, you know, in the past in the States, there was a few years back where we we almost did it. There was many nights on the tour where we didn't play the whole album. Yeah. We were kind of supposed to. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> right. we um, we didn't make it through the whole record some nights. And uh, so this is honestly the first time on a full tour that uh, I could say we're playing, you know, the, the whole record. Yeah. Yeah. And is that because uh, there was some stuff that you thought, shit, I haven't played that for 20 years and, and I, can I do it? No, we could, <laughs> we could totally do it. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. I, we might actually change it up a little tonight just to see. We might mess with the sequencing of, of Among a little bit because we've been playing it front to back just like it is on the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a noticeable drop-off after Indians, which is the sixth track, and then you have One World Horror of It All and Imitation of Life. Yeah. Three, three songs that haven't been played as much live, certainly over the last 30 years. Yeah. We we played those songs way early on when the album was out, let's say eighty seven, eighty eight, and yep. then pretty much those three songs were never in the set. Whereas the other six, some of them have never been out of the set. Yeah, songs like Indians and Caught in a Mosh and I Am the Law. I mean, I think it'd be pretty safe to say Caught in a Mosh has been played every Anthrax show since it yeah. came out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
those three last songs on the record, even even at these shows where people know they're coming to see this and they know the record, there's yeah. a noticeable drop off when yeah. you get to those songs in in energy in yeah. the crowd. So it's kind of made us think that sometimes an album sequencing maybe isn't the same, uh, won't work the same way as it does on a record yeah. as it will live. Yeah. Uh, just because of the energy in the song. Yeah. So what might work well on a record isn't necessarily going to translate. So we might screw around with the sequencing tonight just yeah. to see if it feels any better for yeah. us. Because we feel it too. We get to those songs at the end and and it's just kind of like, you know, this just, it seems it's, you've got these giant songs like I'm the Law and Indians and Caught in a Mosh and NFL and like Among the Living. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got all these giant songs up front. It's almost a bit anticlimactic yeah, yeah. to not have one of those on the end. Yeah. Which is, we've learned. We've only done this three times. So yeah. We're still learning. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and of course, uh, you're uh, taking it uh, across Europe as well and then a few days off and then Killthrax as well. So Killthrax yeah. Engage in the, in the US. But we're not doing this in the US. No. We're not doing the Among the Living thing. That's just a normal show yeah 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 so is that sort of taking for all kings out and then uh, doing that cycle in the u.s then yes yeah it'll be our first headlining run as well in in uh, on this album cycle in in the states yeah so yeah and like i said that'll be just a normal uh, set all mix of everything from the beginning till now yeah um and fit as much as we can into whatever our set time is going to be 90 minutes or yeah whatever. Yeah, so um, you've been over here uh, quite a few times, and you've done your uh, re- well fairly recent last couple of years the spoken word or swearing word. Uh, your book's been out, so um, what do you sort of favour to do? Is it just music full on, and that's it, or did you did you find that the spoken word for you was uh, an enjoyable experience? And now we're going to see Scott Ian coming back. Yeah, I love doing the talking shows. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, with the band being in a touring cycle. Yeah. If I'm off from a tour, then I'm going to go home and be with my family. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not looking to book more dates in between Anthrax dates. Um, I was able to do those talking shows when I did because we weren't in a touring cycle yep. at the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this goes... Right now, we already kind of know where we're going to be up until November. So Right. Um, and then soon after that, I'm sure we'll break for the holidays. So, uh, you know... My schedule's kind of full up until 2018 already. <laughs> right. But I, I like to think that once we, once the touring for this record finishes, which I assume has got to be sometime in early 18-ish, uh, um, we'll start writing again yeah. for another record. And then maybe at that point, you know, I could take a week or two here or there and go yeah. do some talking shows. Yeah. So at that point when you start writing again, is that uh, sort of get off the road and then sort of think about tracks and putting stuff together then? And you're not sort of a, a person that takes influence in jots things down on the road then no I do right I, I, I keep notes all the time about things and and I, any ideas I have even just basically out of necessity because if I don't write it down or record it into my phone then I'm going to forget it yeah I used to have a rule that well I, I refuse to write anything down or record it because if I forget it it means it wasn't good enough in the first right. place but that doesn't yeah. apply anymore at my age now <laughs> I'm going yeah. to forget it no matter what yeah. so um, uh, I have to I have to keep notes. Otherwise, I might 
might forget a really good idea. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. I I'm, I'm with you on, on the age thing. I'm definitely with you on the age thing. Uh, and I've no doubt people always sort of uh, reminisce about the first time that they saw Anthrax. I was fortunate enough to see you on the uh, Master of Puppets tour, 86. Wow. Uh, so Sheffield City Hall, I remember it uh, quite vividly. Right. And I think that was about your first time in the UK as well, once it ran. It was, uh, and our first show in the UK was earlier in 86 in London at the yeah. Har- Hammersmith Palais, but that was our first proper tour yeah, first in yeah. the UK. Yeah. Uh, now, the big four, as it's known, uh, and it's, sort of, it's, it's a legendary thing, always including Anthrax. But just, uh, and I'm not sure if it's sort of something that you've openly discussed in terms of, do you ever see that? And there's another future for another big four, or do you ever think that? Well, that's a the, Metallica question. I, I, I suppose so. But they've it, been but, talking about it quite a bit. I, I've seen Kirk mention it a bunch of times lately, and yeah. Roberts mentioned it in the press, and I think yeah. Lars might have said something. And yeah. I mean, I just saw like a day or two ago. There was online Kirk Hammett saying, "Yeah, yeah. I definitely see there'll be more big f- four shows." So, yeah. you know, just I- I'm sure our phone will ring at some point. And, uh, <laughs> Indeed, I yeah. talk to Kirk yeah. semi regular anyway, yeah, outside yeah. of being in bands and all like yeah. that. And uh, he hasn't said anything specific to me about a time frame yeah. or dates booked yet. Okay, but. Uh, it's just nice to see that they're thinking about it. I thought I'd ask, because I've seen it as well. Because so, yeah. it, all, it all comes down to them making the call. It's not like we could go book yeah, the shows no. and ask Metallica <laughs> if they want a headline. Yeah. It, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, you know, of course. I think I could safely say on behalf of us and Slayer and Megadeth that if they happen, we will all happily be there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Do you ever see that sometime in the future there'll be another four new bands that will become another big four? I have no idea. Do you, I don't think about it. I you don't, don't, you don't. Do you know, in, in terms does of, anyone actually think about that? I don't know, really, because it's almost like the compensation... <laughs> Who has time like, in their day to think about <laughs> well, these things? I think, well, from a musical perspective, because it's like headliners of large festivals uh, and sort of, you know, there'll be a time when Metallica won't sort of headline festivals and the Slipknots and the, uh, whoever, the Foo Fighters and other bands up and coming that will be the future, certainly in rock and metal days. Well, I'm sure everyone said the same thing about... Well, what's weird is, though, what I was about to say is, you know, if you go back to the 70s and look at all the biggest hard rock yeah. or heavy metal, it wasn't even metal yet, but all yeah. the biggest hard rock of the 70s and into the 80s, the biggest metal bands as well that became arena or festival yeah. headlining size bands, most of those bands are still, still here. Yeah, yeah. It, this is really the first generation where so many bands have lasted so many decades. Yeah. Whereas, you know, most bands... By the 70s, it's not like bands from the 1950s were still out playing yeah, yeah. arenas. Yeah. And, and a lot of the stuff from the 60s was gone, whether yeah. because they died or they broke up. Yeah. Um, so really, it's, it's the bands that became massive in the 70s, a lot of those bands are still around doing it. I yeah. mean, obviously, Sabbath just called it quits to touring. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm sure we're going to see them show up on a festival here or there over the next few years. Um, so it's just we're in an odd place because so many of the bands from three and four decades ago are still in the position yeah. where they can headline. Now, yes, what happens when those bands really do go away? Yeah. Oh, fuck if I know. <laughs> Is yeah. there ever going to be another ACDC? No. Is there ever going to be yeah. another Iron Maiden? No. Is there ever going to be another Sabbath or Metallica? No, there won't be. No matter how big a band gets, yeah. they're never going to be that band. They're going to be their own thing yeah. in a different way. For a new generation of kids who that is their Metallica yeah. and that is their Iron Maiden. Because then, once these bands of, that we still can are lucky enough to be able to go see, yeah. once they actually do stop playing shows, 
then it, there's going to have to be. There, w- there just will be. Yeah. Some, something will fill the void. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody that sort of takes your ear, as it were, and that you sort of listen to on a on a, a frequent or even an infrequent basis. Nobody that you think, oh yeah, quite like that. Uh, sure, tons of stuff. I have no idea to tell you what, but uh, um, um, yeah, I mean, I listen to all kinds of music. Yeah. Most of the, look these days, if I'm listening to music, it's usually when I'm with my son and he's five and a half. So right, his tastes range from his favorite favorite stuff currently is either Power Slave from Maiden and Book of Souls from Maiden. When it comes to Maiden, those are the two he listens to the most. He also really loves Fall Out Boy, which. I, I have no problem with listening to. He's recently gotten into Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, he loves ACDC. Yeah. Um, his favorite Black Sabbath song is Electric Funeral. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, and he listens to Susical the Musical. So it's like because uh, that's his school play that yeah. he's in right now. So if I'm listening to stuff, I'm listening to what he wants to listen. Right. to. Right, right, that's cool. So obviously, a bit of an influence there, though. Must be from Dad on uh, on uh, what uh, what he listens. Well, to. sure, initially, <laughs> yeah, because he so he loves. I mean, he listens. He loves. My band, he loves Metallica. He yeah. loves a, a lot of metal. I think that's his go-to yeah. when it comes to it. But he's slowly but surely starting to discover more stuff on his own as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Scott, thanks very much for taking the time out to uh, chat to us here on ARFM. It's sure. an absolute pleasure. Uh, I know it's a bit hectic and busy, so uh, we shall let you get off. I really do appreciate, appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to the gig tonight. Cool, thank you. Cheers, man, thank All you. Right.